up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am Justin Martindale, ta-da, and we have a holiday treat for you all. I have my guest today is not only a friend of mine, uh, we went to school together. Uh, you have seen her on the hit show Fargo, uh, Why Women Kill, um, and the holiday... Um, Festival of Treats movie <laughs> Krampus. It's Allison Tolman, everyone. Golden Globe nominee, Allison hey, Tolman. Hi, hello. How, how, how exhausted are you? Just from the Golden Globes. Just several all, years all of ago. it. You were in New York, right? Weren't you just <laughs> in New York in over New the York. weekend? I actually, yes, I was in New York, and I now my family's coming to me for the holidays. As they so should. I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been running around a little bit too much. I know. I saw you in um. I saw you on Instagram in New York with yeah. Kelsey and everybody, and I was yeah. like, Oh God, she's doing my podcast this week. I hope she gets in okay. I'm fine. How is New York? You know, I have never spent time in New York and been like, I could live here. And this time I was like, I could do this. Because it's festive. It's like exactly the right amount of cold, I think. It's like crisp and like beautiful. It's not slushy yet. And I stayed at Bob and Naomi Odenkirk's place. So I stayed in an actual home and not a hotel. See? That's how you do it. Oh, it's just my neighborhood. This is my coffee shop on the Uh (laughs) corner. You're that girl. I was like cosplaying. I was like, (laughs) throw my scarf around my shoulder, you know. So it was beautiful. It was great. I know. Are you ready for Christmas? Now that family's coming here? Yes. <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm not like a gift giver, even for my nephews. I'm like, they're fine. But since my nephew, I'm going to actually be with him on Christmas, I probably need to buy him a present. So the family I is- I realized as those words were leaving your mouth, my friend. So they're coming here. Yeah. Yeah, I need to, I need to get at least my nephew a present. Yeah, see, that's how I feel too, because I'm, I'm now going- to the family mm-hmm. this Christmas mm-hmm. and then going to Evan's families. And then we're getting out of family and going to Palm Springs for New Year's. Yes. So that's all I, I that's all I'm like, just get us there. Yeah. Get us there. Such a stressful time. There's traveling. And it's holidays. exhausting. And then I'm like, I'm putting in my head these scenarios <laughs> where I'm like, I'm going to get caught. Like I'm going to be sitting next to this woman or man Ooh. on a flight, and they're going to be Say like, "No more." Ugh. Yeah, just <laughs> drunk and wanting to fight, and then I'm going to have to be that person who has to like tase someone. Oh gosh, I hope not. Maybe I can't bring but a taser. You know what, though? Like because now, like people can be unmasked on flights if mm-hmm. they want to. So I think maybe it's gotten less insane because like. People are behaving better. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think. There I were think... so many un- unmasked people on my flights. I was like, what reality are we living in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everyone's just kind weird. of like a free for all these days. It is the Wild West uh, once more. Oh, yeah. And I and I have experienced that because now people are just uh, stopping in the middle of the street. And that's like my new pet peeve. Just stopping driving? Yeah, like driving in the street. You know, have you seen that yet? Where people just stop in the middle of the street, put their hazards on, and you're just supposed to go around them and figure it out? No. Why, ah! why are they doing this? It just makes me insane. Well, no, because entitlement. or Also, UPS, Lyft drivers, oh, yeah. you know, FedEx, Amazon. Everyone's driving and delivering stuff. Postmates. That's true. It is like delivery season, I see. Grinder, you know, Grindr. I'm sure. Do they deliver? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know anything. <laughs> Coming in the new year, so to speak. <laughs> I don't um, Now, speaking of going home for the holidays, I, uh, I, I remember you left. Mm-hmm. You were living here. And you left to New Zealand mm-hmm. to go record, record film. We just recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> one take. One, you would, one take. <laughs> Allison's like, I'm going to um, 
New Zealand to film this movie. And it was like, well, what is it? And she's like, it's called Krampus. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And you went and it stars Tony Collette, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Adam, uh, Adam, Scott. Adam, yes. Adam Scott from severance who just mm-hmm. got nominated for a golden globe today. Mm-hmm. Your husband, David Koechner. David Koechner. Yeah. Um, yes. And, uh, Here's what I found. Um, I, I I watched this movie last week. Evan had never seen it. You've never seen Krampus? Never it's seen so Krampus. Fun, isn't it? It's such a fun holiday movie. It really is. I think so. It's yeah. a great, dark, spooky Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And not I, too spooky. It's, it's like not, PG 13 spooky. It's, yeah, there's going to be like haunted gingerbread men and like. Teddy light, bears, light with, gore, light gore, teddy bears with teeth, and you know, mm-hmm. goat hooves under yeah. Santa cloaks. Yeah, traditional. <laughs> um, now, what? Okay, what was that like? And did you like have to like look into the folklore that is Krampus? Because for our listeners who don't know what Krampus is, maybe give them a little heads up. Krampus is like what I don't know what part of the world this it's is. It's like, like European. It's like yeah. Eastern European. But yeah, he was like the sort of like bad counterpart to to Father Christmas who mm-hmm. would come and beat you with sticks if you were bad. He is Saint Nicholas's shadow. Yeah. As they say. Like, he's like a like a devil creature, sort of spooky spooky. He's awesome. And <laughs> I honestly loved I loved this movie and there's actually I had a listener reach out to me over the weekend. Uh-huh. There is a Krampus holiday uh event in like Minneapolis or mm-hmm. Minnesota, somewhere in Minnesota, where they actually do like, oh, St. Nicholas, and then Krampus there, comes. They happen all over the place. There's one in, there was one in Crestline just up just <laughs> up the road. I know, because a friend of mine was like, Do you want to come to this festival? And I said, That's too meta for me. I can't do it. <laughs> I think it's Absolutely so cool. Not. Yeah, there's a whole Krampus thing yes you know festivals and parades where people dress up like krampus and And was it hot when you were filming this in new zealand it was like spring yeah and they had to like snow everything down we it was all stages we shot everything on a stage there was no actual exteriors everything was on a was on a stage i did not know that yeah it was everything was on this and tony collette delight she's a delight she's so funny and so smart um yeah i mean it was like the whole film was like, (laughs) like being on stages, I had not shot on stages like nonstop like that before. Yeah. With no locations, and so, and because of the way the the house, where like it takes place in one house, uh-huh. and then just things get slowly get worse and worse for this family. So we shot it pretty much chronologically. So it's just sort of like a slow, you know, two month descent into madness with all of us like. <laughs> In this, on these stages together, we'd like emerge and be like, "What time of day is it?" Yeah, you know, and the house crumbling around us, the set just like coming like decrepit, and all these the puppets because it was all practical effects. So we uh-huh. had like puppets and like people in creature suits and things like that. God, I love it. It was fun. And one of my favorite things is like you were gone. That wasn't my favorite thing. You you were okay. gone. Bye. When <laughs> when you're off to the other gig when <laughs> um. Halloween Horror Nights happened. Yeah. They did the Krampus yeah. haunted house, and I had not seen it yet, and it was one of the best mazes ever. I've heard about, you know, I would never do a haunted house. I love horror movies, but haunted houses scare the shit out of me. Well, it's not like, it was It was like you literally walk up to the house, so you're uh-huh. outside of the house, all the lights are flickering, there's goat hooves on the ceiling, like they did it upright, and we were like, oh, we wish Allison was here. It was like all of our friends from school, and we all went in there, and we, and they hit you with all the like Christmas smells and gingerbread Aww. and like everything's like 
there's carols in the background. And then as you slowly get in, like things, like you said, yeah. like start to crack and like the fireplace and the gingerbread men come out and our friend Derek, which we still talk about this story mm -hmm. to this day. I'm actually, there's a, a, there's a Krampus podcast coming out this week uh, here at the comedy store that we talk about Krampus. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's going to be my guest next week. Um, and so um, our friend Derek, who is pretty macho yeah right he's just like he's like he's like a woke bro now <laughs> put dip in what? my mouth he's, he hasn't had, it's been a decade since yeah, he had yeah. dip in his mouth but, but he used to do I like dip. that i like that callback to him it was in just the a, early 2000s yeah he did he did he was for, he's like from miami but like texas adjacent you know and he's just mr tough guy but loves theater mm -hmm. and he like led the group into the maze and we had all seen that there was a big Krampus perched hiding mm -hmm. and he was like, ah, this is stupid guys. And I've never seen a grown man jump as high <laughs> as Derek. And we all just died laughing because it was so funny. And he was like, oh, shake it off. God bless him. And it was just great. And he I'm just so glad. He gets so scared, but he likes scary stuff because we go see horror movies together now and he is, I mean, he, he continually subjects himself to horror movies. He broke a chair when he saw... The gift, my my other scary movie I did. He broke a chair. He broke the chair. He jumped so high, and that's not even that. Like that's not a jump scare movie. I don't know if you've seen The Gift or not. Mm -mm. It's great. You should see it. Um, it's like a psychological thriller, but there's like two kind of jumpy scares in it, and he jumped up so high that he broke a chair in the movie theater. Whoa! As the legend goes, I wasn't there. Kelsey was there. <sighs> see? I oh know. yeah, Kelsey always sees the jump Sweet scares. Derek. Yeah. Uh, well, I love that. So if you guys have not seen Krampus, do yourself a favor. It's up there with, you know, all the Hallmark classics. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, like there's not enough spooky Christmas. There's like Gremlins is technically yeah. like a Christmas movie. But like having a spooky Christmas, like and not like Christmas adjacent, like laden with Christmas. Like it's so Christmassy. Yeah. I mean, the creatures are Christmas. But it touches up on really poignant events that are still happening like gun control <laughs> like they're honestly there's like a part where there's like you know the yeah. the because you play linda who her husband david uh, uh david kochner's character he's like you're, you're kind of like the randy quaid from like the griswolds they're mm -hmm. kind of like trashy mm -hmm. they have all the kids yeah. and you know, and 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 they've got the guns in the car, and there's a point where they like go off to to rescue one of the characters, and they're like, "Well, I got my gun." And they're like, "Well, let's use it," you know, and yeah, it's yeah. like, "Oh, well, see, That's, how about I that?" I know. I was yeah, I was kind of like the trashy component of of that uh, family. Yeah, but it works. I have you know, this is a funny this is a funny detail that I've not gotten to share in a podcast yet. I don't think. Where exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> this is such a dumb thing that when it happened, when I realized it, I was like, I'm never gonna tell him about this because it's so stupid. But um. <laughs> I have people comment. I have like fans comment on my posts, on my Instagram posts, Linda a lot. Linda, so many A's. <laughs> Linda. And I'm like, man, they movie really has a far reach. Uh -huh. Like posts that have nothing to do with Krampus. Uh -uh. Like, oh, she's oh, Linda. And I'm like, man, they really love that movie. And then I found out that that is Spanish for like cute, like or pretty. Like you you're so que pretty. Linda. Que linda. Linda, how beautiful, how pretty. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> I'm so stupid. It's like all these people, like really, and that's all they'd say. They wouldn't say like I uh, love you as Linda. They would say Linda, and this I was character like, character really reached like, out. That's fucking weird, but all right, I'll take it. And then, and then uh, I realized now I know. Now you know, now and know and, and you are still Linda, Kay Linda. 
Linda, Linda, Linda. But it deals with bullying. I mean, I think it's the whole, the kid's whole fault is, I mean. Yeah, it's like also like a, tr- like a it's like, like, I mean, it's like the Legend of Krampus. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like a Spirit of Christmas movie where it's like, and if you don't, guess what? <laughs> Yeah. Coming for your if you don't believe family. in Santa, your yeah. whole town will die. It's, bad. it's really that because I was like, oh, it's going to just affect the family. Oh, no, it goes blocks. Yeah. It's, it, the whole town. I need it, a Krampus it too. It's reality. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's I know. pretty intense and it has a great twist at the end and I loved it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, from Krampus, uh, did you see as, as, as a Golden Globe nominee yourself, mm-hmm. you were nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for your character in Fargo, the series, the first one. The first season, yes. Can we talk a little bit about that before we go into like the the nominations? Because I remember you were living in Chicago at the time, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I had just I moved um, to Los Angeles like the weekend after the Golden or weekend after the Emmys, maybe. Uh huh. So I was like moving here during award season. Yeah, and then you were on the Globes, and then we just like popped by the Globes real fast and went to the Golden Globes, which was wild. And did Fargo and. Uh, which was like critically acclaimed mm-hmm. and amazing. And I saw you like bumping elbows with, uh, <laughs> who were you with? You were with uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, Julia Roberts. Yeah. Who now I've worked with, which is wild. Who? With Julia, Roberts? Julia Roberts? You just worked with her? On Gaslit. My show, that was my, uh? the, the um, uh, Watergate show that was on Stars last year. Oh, right on. This year, this she year. just got nominated for Golden Globe for that today. I'm going to be honest. I did not realize that the Golden Globes came out today. Me neither. And I'm so glad you're here because I'm we so can talk excited. about it. We can talk about it because we've got a full list here. We'll just touch I'm, base. Did she get nominated? Julia I did? think so. We'll go right down this list. Oh, my gosh. They came out today, and no one like really kind of talked about it. Oh, Um, because it's the Globes, and we're kind of like, are we mad at the Globes? Oh, right, are we mad at the Globes? That's why. Or was that just last year? Well, I mean, I guess we'll see if they've actually changed their like shitty practices, right? Yeah, I mean that's. (laughs) But I don't think in one year they could change them. (laughs) Dear Santa, (laughs) please let the Golden Globes change their ways. Don't be quite so racist anymore. I want to enjoy them this year. Yeah. So we have Best Motion Picture Drama. We have Avatar, The Way of Water. John, get ready, uh, which is not even out yet, but just nominate him. Um, right? Is that a really? What? Yeah. Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, uh-huh. Top Gun Maverick. So I'm going to say Best Picture Drama. I'm going to go with The Fablemans. I think this is going to be The Fablemans. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Uh-huh. Um, best Picture Musical or Comedy. We have Babylon, not out yet. Uh-huh. Banshees of Inisherin. Which this movie's all over the place. Yeah. It's nominated for a whole bunch of shit and I've never heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, A24, Glass Onion, Knives Out, Mystery, Triangle of Sadness, or. No, the menu on that one. That's interesting. Oh, the menu was great. I just saw it the other week. Best director, we have James Cameron, Daniel Kwan, Boz Lerman, Martin McDonough, and Steven Spielberg. Uh, Screenplay, we have Tar, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Banshees of Inisherin, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. Okay, best actor drama. This one's where it starts getting good. Okay. Austin Butler, Elvis, Brendan Fraser, The Well, Hugh Jackman, The Sun, The Whale in the Sun, <laughs> Bill Nye, Living, and Jeremy Pope, Inspection, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, Kate Blanchett, Tar, Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light, Viola Davis, The Woman King, Anna de Armas, Blonde, and Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. That's a pretty good race. Whew. Uh, actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Leslie Manville, uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Margot Robbie, Babylon, Anya Taylor Joy, The Menu. Mm. Emma Thompson, good luck to you, Leo Grand. 
Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Lots of long names. Um, yeah. Actor, musical, or comedy, Diego Calva, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, White Noise, which is supposed to be pretty good, Colin Farrell, Banshees of Inishirin, and Ray <laughs> Finds the Menu. So, okay. And then we have Best Supporting Actor. Um, okay. <laughs> Best Supporting Actress. Uh Oh, are we gonna get into television? Hold yeah, on. let's do d- best television a- series: yeah. Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, and Severance. Uh-huh. Best television series, musical or comedy: Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Wednesday, which just came out as well. So yeah, Adam Scott, Severance is nominated for best actor in a drama. Um, Jeff Bridges, Kevin Costner, Diego Luna, and Andor. Actress, television series, drama, Emma D'Arcy, Laura Linney, Ozark, Imelda Staunton, The Crown, Hilary Swank, Alaska Daily, and Zendaya Euphoria. Anybody was watching Alaska Daily. Okay. Alaska Daily is like a huge sleeper hit. Is it? Yeah. Like it's supposed to be really, really good. Um, And then we have musical comedy actress, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Cuoco, Selena Gomez, Jenna Ortega, Wednesday, Gene Smart Hacks. Um, it's pretty much just the same old... It does seem like there's not any surprises here. Right? Yeah, there's nothing really... It's Are it's there? kind of the same old, same old. We have Hannah Einbinder for Hacks, who got nominated again for Best Supporting okay, Actress. Limited Series. I want to know about this. Oh, Limited Series. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, we have Blackbird. Did you see Blackbird? No. Oh, it's so good. Is it? Okay, I'll put it on it. the list. Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, uh, The Dropout, Pam and Tommy, and White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you can do. I can do a uh, White Lotus uh, impression, which oh. is really good. Ready? Uh-huh. It's pretty good, and it's not offensive. And if people are like, "Are you making fun of indigenous people?" You're like, "Back up! It's I'm doing great. a White Lotus impression." Great, I love it. Oh, so good. Now, you did not see. You were the only person who has not seen White Lotus. I did not watch this season of White Lotus. How? You know, I really, I liked the first season, but mm-hmm. not so much that I was like begging for a second season. And then when I read what the second season was about, it just seemed like, like men behaving badly with like very thin women. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm bored. I don't want to. Just, just men behaving just, badly like, with thin women. That needs like, to be a show. I just, it's all, it's most television. And I was <laughs> just like, wanted something different. And I've also been like in a bit of a phase where I've been watching, I've been rewatching stuff for the past couple mm-hmm. months. Like. I don't know. I think it's like the end of the year and I've been a little depressed and I just like don't have the capacity to take in new information. So I've been like rewatching old movies and like rewatching things. And so this was just right in the pocket where I was like not yeah. excited about it. It was it was you really know? fun. It was definitely um, uh, if we if we scroll down. Uh, yeah. Look, Julia Roberts, best performance by an actress. Yay. Yeah. And Gaslit. What is Julia Roberts like? She is a badass. I mean, did you ever think you're going to meet Julia Roberts one day? No. And she's so. You'd think there was someone that beautiful that that would be like the most defining thing about them when you're around them. But she's so smart. She's so funny. She's kind of got this like real dry wit. She's just like an absolute boss. Cool. She's like Brooks, no bullshit. I really, really liked her. She's yeah. Like she's at that point now where she's like, I don't yeah, I care. I just dug her, man. Yeah. And she's so smart. I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoyed her. Well, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, uh, uh, the finale of White Lotus was this past weekend, and it was it's so funny because I feel like that's where we're at in television, where the finale comes up and we've been so invested in the show, and then it's weird when people start talking about a show and they're like, who's going to die tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God. I know. It was <laughs> like, very strange for me being on the outside. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, who's like, going to die? What do you, who do you think is going to die tonight? I'm like, yeah. Oh God, should we be talking like this? <laughs> but it was just really beautiful. It was in Sicily. The, um, the creator, uh, said at at the end uh what's his name uh mike white mike white yes mm-hmm. he was saying like how season one was about money and like you know embellishing mm-hmm. season two was about sex mm-hmm. i mean and season says, one wasn't not about sex well season three he said he gave a hint he said season three is going to be about spirituality and how people like lose their shit over like you know like manifesting and spirituality and stuff like that oh (laughs) um so he said it's probably going to be set in like asia or something like that so very holistic ashram somewhere yeah Yeah. um and spoiler alert Hmm. tanya died jennifer coolidge i i gathered as much from from twitter yeah twitter will let you know fine um everyone wanted it to be other people and of course they want her to be like the through line that's going to be in every season right? but see that would be weird i honestly was like just at some point in time that would be weird yeah I and i thought they did it great you know there was a meme that went around that said these gays are trying to kill okay, me <laughs> i did see that go by yes <laughs> just so quotable don't piss us off man <laughs> don't take away our rights we'll come after you um, but it was it was good. I, I I enjoyed the season. I think it was I I I I did enjoy it because I watched it like a puzzle. Yeah. Because you're kind of going like, hmm, okay, and then tying it all together. And I like it. I like when a show kind of brings everybody kind of together for just a brief I know, bit of time. Like a big ensemble like that. Like listen, yeah. like nobody does. Nobody that's television like HBO Sunday nights. And I'm, right. I know if I had started watching it, I would have been swept up in it as well. I just was like. I don't know, not in the brain space for when it started and I missed the train and now we'll see if I ever if I ever binge it all at once sometime. Maybe I, I will. I mean, I was like that for multiple shows. I did that for The Sopranos. I was kind of like, I don't care. Yeah. I did it for Game of Thrones. You didn't watch Game of Thrones? I didn't watch Game of Thrones for like the first three or four seasons mm-hmm. and then I was like, all right, let's give it a try. Now I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, um, I'm behind on um, uh, The Vow. No, not the vow. The um, succession I was oh, behind wow. on that one. Yeah, so I'm behind. Yeah. But I'm starting Wednesday this week. <laughs> I know there's so many shows I need to watch. So many shows. Wednesday's so good. I just, yeah, I just like I don't know. At the end of the day, I just want to like I don't know. Completely turn my brain off entirely. Oh, especially when the sun sets at three yeah. thirty. I'm just like you know what I'm I'm like in need something on that I've seen before. They don't have to pay the close attention to like sit there with my phone in my hand as well oh. and my cat in my lap. And I'm like, this is great. This is good. Are you a part of the ambiance club? The ambiance. Oh, I am. <laughs> you are? Um, I do love the ambiance that Emerson introduced. No, me. no, no, no. And Kelsey. And you? It was me. Was it you? Twas I who started. Grandpapa. I... I did not know it started with you. It started with me. I didn't know that. I am a part of the ambiance. Good. And I brought it to my family last Christmas and they were like, uh-huh. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to let everyone know right now what the ambiance club is. You're mm-hmm. welcome. So during COVID, like I 
was bored, much like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think like the holidays were coming up. I think it was like fall or something. And it was just like we're trapped inside. So I got on YouTube and I typed in fall Mm ambiance. And these ambiance channels come up that people create where it's just like outside and like leaves are falling and then there's jazz there's and then a fire in the fireplace. There's a, you're there's at a, a coffee God, shop. You're in a coffee shop at Christmas and there's like outside and then there's like the home alone house. You can like listen to like them having a party from yeah. across the way. It's now wait, everything. do you have rules of like what do you like? I don't like like there's some where it's like it's rainy. But you're outside, like mm-hmm. looking at a cabin, and I'm like, am I a like, am I a murderer? Like, I need, I need like a POV situation where I'm cozy. Yeah, you know, you're like, I don't want to be the behind a bush, like looking at the, the cozy watcher. cabin. Like that's fucking weird to me. Like, why do those exist? Like, who's looking at that and being like, ah, just... yes, this is so cozy in the evening time. Like, just sitting what? on someone's porch. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I think that's so I got, weird. I got they a have package. ones that are like, it's a medieval castle and you're walking through the castle. I like those. Do you? I like those. I also like um I like just like a I love a like a thunderstorm. I you know what I like a porch. I like mm. a porch or like a like a tree house where I it's like raining. A porch, yes. I love that. There's not enough um like wintry mm-hmm. ones that aren't rain. Or like howling blizzard wind. Yeah. It's just like Because I also kind of like for it to sort of match with, like I could not watch a nighttime ambience. I couldn't have that on mm-hmm. during the day. And I like so escapism. I need, I need something that mirrors what's going on outside. Well, uh, yeah, I, that's what I need. I don't I don't need to hear Spider-Man jerking off into a trash can <laughs> outside my window again. <laughs> I just want to like... <laughs> Maybe just feel a little safe in my own home. Yeah. So ambiance club. Just go to YouTube. Go to the search bar and type winter ambiance or fall, spring. There's one for every occasion. There's one for. There's not enough in cities too. Like I want there to be more city ones. Oh yeah. There's like some in New York where like at the penthouse. Yes. Those are are good too. You know what? There are none of. I've looked and looked. L.A. ambiance ones. We don't need it. (laughs) I guess fucking not. What is it? Just everyone saying literally. It's it's Spider Man. Just jerking off in trash cans. Just a bunch of trash people on Runyon Canyon being like, (laughs) yeah. So anyways, I was gonna go get a matcha latte and then like I fucking locked my car. Yeah. Okay. No, we don't need that. Yeah. I don't need like a yip yip dog just like yeah. unattended. You could just open your windows. Yeah. yeah. Or if there is a puma outside, Ooh. I could hear the puma coming after the chihuahua and then He's, is it he didn't he eat one like last week? The Probably. He ate a chihuahua like Nature's that metal, man. So now they're like I read a thing that said that he he had, he I mean I they didn't say he ate a chihuahua, but he attacked like two small dogs. Mhm. And so they were like, then they were going to try to like um, dart him, sedate him, not euthanize him, but go like, see if he was okay. Because they were like, is he okay? He's acting weird. And I was like, is he? (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you had a little snack on a little. Yeah. It's just a little. Yeah. It's just a little, uh, a little hot dog with a toothpick in it. Yeah. Exactly. Because we have a, here in LA, we have a celebrity Puma. Um, It's named like 4529X or something like that. We don't know. tag number. But he is the celebrity Puma that shows up in people's like. Yeah. Cameras, their backyard cameras and their ring cams and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, he's big and he's hungry. So he, and ate, he ate someone's dog last week. Which, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. That would be so traumatic. That would be awful. It's really not. It's just awful. A, it's not just a punchline. 
apologize. No, but it is. And would be, <laughs> but it is very funny for us right now in this Yes, video. but I mean, if you did see something like that, you'd be like, holy shit. It, but It would be so traumatic. I and mean, so scary if you have a small dog and you live up in the hills. It'd there's no water. We've, we're in a drought. Animals will do what it takes to survive. I mean, like yeah. people, it's so funny when people like on Instagram will be driving around their neighborhoods and they're like, oh my God, look at these coyotes just like hanging out. I'm like, uh, <laughs> they're getting closer. <laughs> they're getting closer. Yeah, they're getting closer to yeah. you. Um, but nature is terrifying. And I want to go into this story because mm -hmm. this headline hit me like a bolt of lightning because One Tree Hill star Bevan Prince mm -hmm. recalls her husband lit a cigar and said, if we get struck by lightning, this is where I want to be. Moments before he was struck and killed by lightning. <gasps> what the fuck? Talk about some ambiance. I'm sorry. Um, I don't, how do we not even know that this actress's husband was struck by lightning and killed? Yeah, it's insane. It's a tragic story, but I love like, like, you know, ambiance. <laughs> what the so, fuck? So uh, this guy, I, uh, they were. Um, uh, on vacation, so uh, she recalls the moments before her husband was struck by lightning and killed in July when he said if he were to die at that moment, this is where I want to be. Right before it hit him, he lit a cigar, looked at my father and said, if we get struck by lightning, Mike, this is where I want to be. Speaking about the friend's death for the first time, she said, and then it happened and it was instant. Oh my Prince and friend God. were out boating with their family that day near their home in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. She said she remembered seeing a storm coming in, but that they were monitoring it closely. There was no urgency for anyone to get off the water at the time, who was on a, uh, who Prince was on a different boat with her dad. Uh -huh. um, despite efforts to resuscitate friend after the strike, Prince said he died instantly. I believe it was really his time, uh, Prince said, noting that there was a lot of divinity in his death. He was 33 years old. The date he died was July 3rd. The exact time of his death was 3.13 p.m. Knowing all of the resources there were to potentially save him, I have to believe that something bigger beyond me was calling him. Now... That is fucking wild. Isn't that crazy? I do think, though, that... Like if your husband said right before he died, man, I'd be happy. I would I would die happy if I died right now. Then you'd be like, well, fuck. I mean, at least he was happy. Like, you know, like there's gotta be a little bit of peace in that. It always reminds me of that scene in Sex in the City with Kristen uh uh, what's her name? Kristen oh, where Johnson. Where she falls out the window. Like, New York is so boring. I could fucking die. She just <laughs> she like falls, falls out the window. Falls out the window, and everyone's like. Whoa. And then and then Carrie's like, as always, she knew how to make an exit or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck, yeah. Carrie? You're a monster. <laughs> and that was the first time she left a party early. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> that was. It's so cunty. It's such a mean, shitty thing to say. God damn it, Carrie. I know, and that's how I feel like... Not everything has to be a punchline. Yeah, you could say this, of course, now. Let the family grieve a little bit before you're like, that's what he wanted, and he got it. I guess so. This um, going to happen in July? Yeah, so I guess some time is healed. She's telling people now, so... It's really strange. Isn't that bizarre? That's very strange. Just zap, bye. Yeah. Lit a cigar, though. Drama. That, 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 that um, detail is important i think if i go i know i could go right now and i'd be happy that's, that's how all smokers people everyone who quits smoking that's how they all feel they're like fuck for sure if we're if i'm gonna die i want a cigarette before i die exactly now <laughs> i haven't had a cigarette in 15 years it's time it's time to change everything <laughs> but meanwhile this asshole does not believe so you would think like maybe not being on a boat during a thunderstorm should uh 
you know, maybe keep you from getting struck by lightning. But this guy went out of his way. This YouTuber. To fate. Sorry, go on. He's tempting fate. Yeah, this guy, this YouTuber, I don't know if you saw this, he meets an indigenous tribe with a rare contact with the outside world. Mm-hmm. And it is bonkers. It's uh, So the Republic of Vanuatu is an island country located in the South Pacific Ocean. It was founded in 1980. The archipelago is set east of Northern Australia, and there are some parts of the... Uh, why are we saying archipelago? Like, it's a thing? It is a thing. I know, it's but I just don't... I don't see it a lot, and it's freaking <laughs> me out. So uh, this Australian YouTuber named Brody Moss met an indigenous tribe that thrives without contact from outside world in Forgotten Island in northern Vanuatu. The video, which he posted on his YouTube channel and his Instagram, appeared to show his meeting with the members of the indigenous tribe first time, and they all went in glee and euphoria. Mm, okay. Also, this article is very poorly written. Um, These indigenous men having uh, bows and arrows appeared dancing and singing when taking the YouTuber with them to their home. The indigenous people could be seen wearing the wreaths made of leaves and clothes, pieces around the thighs. Look how exciting he is. It's it's the most wild experience of my life. The new video drops in a couple of hours the youtuber wrote on instagram the video has got 241,000 likes and 6,000 comments people are taking a dig in the comments section whether the youtuber is alive or not one user commented are you still alive or are they playing with your bones now <laughs> Christ. Oh i my mean God. okay colonizer and the video's kind of terrifying i haven't seen it i didn't even know it's about just this. this like white guy just in the jungle and these people and these guys come out and i mean full tribe like did you ever see um i mean it gave me like um apocalypto remember that movie apocalypto? Uh-huh. like very like tribal mayan like this society has never been seen before and this of course, YouTubers like, hey, guys, content. His, and he was just filming it himself? Just filming it. And these guys come out of the bushes and they're like, yay. And he's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, you don't know if they're cannibals. You don't know what they're doing. Oh, they're Have you seen the Green Inferno? <laughs> That's the movie I was thinking about. reality. Oh, yeah, the Green Inferno. Yeah. The Green Inferno. Like, they're that like, oh, is... look, white devil. Let's eat him. <laughs> you know, you never know. You would deserve it. Stay but where also, you belong. But this is what pisses me off, too is that these people have been doing it their own way since the ancient year of 1980. I know, I love that the island that society was formed in 1980. And so they have not been vaccinated. They have not, like, He's just killed like, an entire... Are they okay? Killed a tribe. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> The audacity, the caucasity of us. Hey guys, look, this tribe's never seen somebody like me ever before. Let's go cough on their babies. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's, oh boy. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm really not sure how I feel about that. It is weird. I I don't think I would be liking that video. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. But I'm not going to like it. I'm going to stick with it because I want to see this whole tribe like, fall like flies. Because I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I don't want to, but but I feel. We won't know he'll be gone. Ooh. Will he or will he like maybe colonize he, these people and be the new leader set of the up tribe? Wi Fi for them and left them with a camera. That's what I want. Yeah, give them a ring cam. Oh my God. You know what we need? Jungle ambiance. That's Ooh. what we need. <laughs> I would not like that. <laughs> Can you guys set up a cannibal ambiance? Sometimes the ambiances have um, like bug sounds in them, and I can't, I can't listen to the ones with bug sounds. Oh, like frogs and like, like crickets? Like crickets. I'm like, what if? Yeah. It makes me feel like there could be a cricket in here and I don't want it. 
Well, I don't want it. Speaking of crickets, Cara Delevingne. That's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing. That's not a thing. That's nothing. Go on. <laughs> she's been all over the news this summer because she's been like, you know, uh, walking around barefoot at a gas station. Everyone's kind of been worried about her mental health. This story popped up and I was like, okay, she's back. So Cara, uh, Cara Delevingne. Um, this story says, I don't even know where to begin. It says many people may pledge to donate their organs to science after their death in the hope of advancing the sum of human knowledge. Cara Delevingne, also known as this bitch, has donated something far more unusual to medicine, her orgasm. Oh. The 30-year-old supermodel, okay, relax, <laughs> gave researchers a sample of her blood before and after reaching climax so they could study its effects on her body chemistry, and the results will be screened on TV this week. Okay. Tune in, guys, right after the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary special. You'll, you'll see Cara Delevingne's orgasm. Ms. Delevingne agreed to the uh, research as part of an investigation into the gender climax gap, a term used to describe why men are more likely to have an orgasm during <laughs> sex than women. What? What possible explanation could there be for that? We need scientific study. Yeah. What? Why in the world? Why in the world would men be having more orgasms than women? Kara, please. Let's, let's study it. That is so stupid. You know who could break this case? It's not fucking biological. A 30-year-old supermodel. You know, who, you know what women are having orgasms is women who have sex with women. They're mm -hmm. doing just fine. This is like, Do you know about the orgasm gap? Have you read about this at all? This is like a well-known thing. What? No. The orgasm gap. It's, oh, no. Oh, yeah. So go. It so, is fascinating. Talk about like, it. Women who, women who have sex exclusively with men, I don't know the percentages, but are having like so Two <laughs> orgasms? So few. Yeah. So many fewer orgasms. Then women who have sex with men and women are women who have sex with women. And men are having sex are having orgasms all the time. They're always having orgasms. They're I mean, I can't complain. But, but women who have sex with <laughs> exclusively with men are completely screwed. We're like totally fucked. The numbers are abysmal. But it's societal. It's not because of biology. So is she just like the spokes? <laughs> is she the spokeswoman now to be like, I'm gonna get to the bottom Listen, of this? Listen, I am all about drawing attention to the climax gap because I think it is like really fascinating, and I think that we should talk about it. But I yeah. don't. I think that what she's doing, donating her blood to study the chemistry of like, why can't you? Why are you so frigid, women? Yeah. Why are you frigid? <laughs> is it because you got a job? Were things better before you had jobs? No, that is not the problem. Close the, problem the windows in the kitchen. The Stop being so frigid. Straight men are not very good lovers. No. They're female partners because they don't have to be because they're raised on porn and we don't know any, we don't do any, we don't give a shit about the female body, female pleasure, reproductive, they, they don't, they don't fucking care. Yeah. They, there is no money put towards like intimacy studying, <laughs> studying like yeah. the female body and then when we do get money it's something insane like this we give carol delavine a platform oh my god that's so stupid isn't it dumb i'm glad you thought I mean, so I, I'm, I'm gonna read about it. i'm gonna I'm, I'm tracking this story now i'm gonna track i'm interested to know maybe to go somewhere well if you hated that story you're definitely ah. gonna hate this story. Mm. <laughs> because just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. 
we take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Coming disabled by choice, not chance. Transabled people feel like imposters in their fully working bodies. When he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool, a man who now calls himself One Hand Jason mm-hmm. let everyone believe it was an accident. Have you heard of these people? This is a real this is a real mental illness. Oh, for sure. It's called the world. <laughs> I have heard about it. It's so bizarre. So this man went out of his way. Now you hear people talking about like, oh, I'm spending nine hundred thousand dollars to look like a Kardashian and they look like a swollen foot afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Well, these people are like um, wanting to become uh, disabled. So he went out of his way. This guy is uh, is a Quebec-born academic who will present on transability at this week's Congress of Social Sciences and Humanities at the University of Ottawa. Uh, So he's saying that there's a group of people that want to become deaf, blind, amputees, paraplegics. It's a really, really strong desire. Yeah. That's a weird way to phrase it. It's like a compulsion, but I mean, it is, I can't, I don't know. Is it a sex thing or is it just like a weird compulsion thing? I don't know. I think it has to be a convulsion or compulsion thing. I don't think people are like, I don't want to, Oh, I want to be blind to get off. Like, I don't know, but who am I? I have no idea. Who am I? So researchers in Canada are trying to better understand how transabled people think and feel. Clive Baldwin, a Canada research chair in narrative studies who teaches social work at St. Thomas university in Fredericton NB. What's new NB. Um, I don't know. Somewhere in Canada. Nova Bosha has <laughs> interviewed 37 people worldwide who identify as transabled. Most of them are men. Okay. That says something. That does say something. About half are in Germany and Switzerland, Krampus. But he knows a few of them in Canada. Most crave an amputation or paralysis, though he has interviewed one person who wants his penis removed. Get out of here, Bill. Fuck, man. Another one wants to be blind. Many people are like One Hand Jason, arrange accidents to help achieve the goal. One dropped an incredibly heavy concrete block on his legs, Kathy Bates. An attempt to injure himself so bad an amputation would be necessary. God, but doctor saved the leg. He's like, no, he limps, but it's not the disability he wanted. Oh, sorry about it. The transabled are very secretive and often keep their desires to themselves. One 78 year old man told Baldwin he'd lived with the secret for 60 years and never told his wife. So they feel, uh, they okay, this is where it gets weird. Some of his study participants do draw parallels to the experience many transgender people ex- express of not feeling like they're in the right body. Baldwin says this disorder is starting to be thought of as a neurological problem with the body's uh, mapping rather than a mental illness. Oh, this is a slippery slope. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I'm uncomfortable with like the. I'm uncomfortable with this for my trans friends, and yeah. I'm uncomfortable with this for my disabled friends yeah. too. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel Ooh. like causing yourself bodily harm is different than like, oh, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. Yeah, like. 
But also, like, do you get to the front of the line at Disneyland faster? Yes, you do. See? Then it's worth it. I don't know that it is. <laughs> get the yeah, cinder block, John, and break my legs! No. <laughs> I am interested to follow that and see what, like, trans activists say about this. Like, I, you, you Watch. Next year, they're going to be like, as a trans-abled person. I'm going to be like, wait, yeah. what? Ooh. Yikes. It's like if a blind person was like, you know what? All I want to do is see again. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone who sees and they're like, I really want to be blind. It's weird. It just seems. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Would you rather be blind or deaf or what's what's the other one? Mute. Mute. (laughs) You'd rather be blind or deaf or mute. Blind, deaf or mute. Probably deaf. Mm. I don't know. I do talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't be blind. You couldn't be blind? No. Ugh. I'm 6'4". I'm already, I always fall over everything anyways. <laughs> Bowl in a china shop over here. All right. Well, now that my mind is fried from that last story, let's talk about this woman who's garbage. This woman who married a 300-year-old pirate ghost. Are you in? Because I'm in. That was a picture of Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding. Well, they're just throwing it. They're throwing it out there. So this woman married a 300 year old pirate ghost. She's announcing that their marriage is over. Oh no! I know. I know. I know. Earlier this year, if Amanda. They can't make it. What hope do the rest of us have? I mean, seriously, oh if you can't God. marry a 300 year old pirate ghost and make Did it he work. Cheat? <laughs> well, <laughs> wait for it. No. Amanda Teague. A 45-year-old Jack Sparrow impersonator from Northern Ireland wed a 300-year-old pirate ghost named Wait, Jack. She's an she is a, she's an impersonator. She's an impersonator. Yeah, she is a yeah. So she's a cross-dressing okay. Jack oh, Sparrow okay, impersonator. Okay, okay. She's a drag pirate king. <laughs> what the fuck? Tis the season for memories. Um. The, so. She went on to say, I feel like it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. The mother of five wrote, according to the Irish Mirror, I will explain all in due course, but for now I want to say it's very careful when dabbling in spirituality if it's not something to mess with. So the couple wed in a private, very private ceremony on a boat in the international waters off of Ireland. They weren't married in a church. That's so weird. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I you, would have thought the Catholic Church would have been all... No, they weird, surprisingly uh, didn't. They're like, no, pirate <laughs> ghosts for ye, wench. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Yeah, as God intended. As God now, intended. <laughs> Teague hired a medium for the ceremony so Jack could say, I do, making the union official on paper. And since Jack couldn't put on a ring, Teague held a candle that the ring was placed on, which symbolized Jack. Now, here's where, you know, the honeymoon starts... Oh, no. To end. Teague previously told People Magazine that their love story began in 2014 after the ghost of a Haitian man visited her while, he, while she was lying in bed. She soon learned that he was Jack, an 18th century pirate who had been left at the altar once before and oh. was ultimately executed for thievery. Oh, no. As she interacted with the entity over the course of several months, Teague claims she began to develop, to develop feelings for it. This was about six months of communication, so I finally accepted it. Obviously, she'd spent a lot of time together. Teague, who was previously married for six years, told people she was horrified to discover I had romantic feelings for him, having never heard of that before. This is the plot of the Margot Robbie um, 
parts of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> That's not happening. That's what this we need. It. This is it. Yes, this she fell it. in love. So she fell in love with this this ghost spirituality. Uh-huh. But I want to see where things start going oh. horribly wrong. Uh-huh. Let's see. Oh, uh, oh, keep going. That's it. That's it. Oh, this is bullshit. Wait, 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 well, wait. She wait. said she's going to tell us more later. They started a sexual relationship, but she wanted more. Growing up in Ireland in my era, you were taught if a man bedded you, bedded you, he would wed you. I knew from my research that spiritual marriage was a thing, so it was more me that wanted to get married than him. He would have been happy like most men with just sex. See? Mm -hmm. The orgasm orgasm gap. gap. (laughs) You know who's constantly having orgasms? Ghosts. Ghosts! Pirate ghosts. It goes ghosts, straight men, bisexual men, bisexual women, straight women. In that order. In that order. The more you know. Ghosts (laughs) fucking constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Just constant orgasms. Even when I'm with my boo. All right. Well, um, I I didn't want to end the podcast with this, but here we are because we did go to school together Mm -hmm. and I wanted to know if you remember a, when I dated women Mm -hmm. and B, (laughs) I sure do boo boo. Do you remember my party tricks at parties? Like when, when like there was a party. Oh, did you do the whole dance? The whole dance. Yeah. I would dance yeah. to Backstreet Boys mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm, NSYNC, mm-hmm. and people were like, he's straight. Do it. <laughs> we were like, do it. It's a trick. Yeah. And I was ah. a huge Backstreet Boy, <laughs> huge Backstreet Boy fan, still am, and this devastated me, because not only has Aaron Carter passed away, oh. RIP, but now Nick Carter, god damn it. <sighs> ABC, I have been waiting for years. Since 1997, 98, I've been waiting for an ABC Backstreet Boys holiday special. Mm-hmm. And now they pulled it. It was called A Very Backstreet oh, Holiday. And it was pulled after Nick Carter has some rape allegations that came after him from oh, two decades ago. No. From this girl who says she was 17. I know. Oh, it just keeps getting worse and worse. It gets worse. So the accuser uh, filed a lawsuit against Carter in Clark County, Nevada, uh, before ABC pulled the show. She and her attorney provided details on the 2001 incident during a press conference in L.A. where she claimed that Carter forced her into oral and vaginal sex. Ruth's and her attorney statements at the press conference (laughs) mirror her allegations in the civil lawsuit. Um... This comes after one month after the death of his younger brother, the 34-year-old singer's death renewed attention on a bitter family feud, which, you know, we, we all knew that was happening. Yeah. So here's what we know so far. What is Nick Carter accused of? Um, so he, oh, this woman told reporters that she attended a Tacoma, Washington Backstreet Boys concert in 2001 when she was 17. When the concert wrapped, Ruth filed into the autograph line and wound up meeting Nick Carter. Then Carter allegedly invited her onto the tour bus where he provided her with a funny tasting beverage that he called <gasps> VIP juice. Oh no. <sighs> After Ruth had the juice, Carter brought her to the tour bus's bathroom and told her to get on her knees and he pulled down his pants and exposed his genitals, ordering her to perform sexual acts on him. <gasps> she was a virgin at the time. She had never had intercourse. Um, she cried throughout the ordeal. So pretty much everything pushed her on the bed, proceeded to rape her despite her pleas over and over again. Um, the lawsuit also says that Carter has a history and a pattern of engaging in this behavior. Um, 
what and then obviously we have what she says about the uh, alleged incident. Oh my god, this is so bad. But it's also very intriguing because um uh, after she accused him, this is where he says, I remember him calling me a, I don't know if I can say, well, it's a quote, right? I guess so. Retarded bitch. Okay. And <laughs> grabbing me and leaving bruises on my arm. Then Ruth alleged Carter in intimidated her saying no one would believe me if I told him what happened. Um, after my assault, I started cutting myself. I felt like I had nowhere to turn, no way to express my emotions. Obviously, um, she was afraid she was going to go to jail. So she's struggling with that. Nick Carter's people also have to say that this Why woman. Why did she go to jail? What? You know, like if you're, if, you know, if you're going after someone really powerful, they'll like ruin you oh, however they like can. Bible or whatever. Yeah. Or so. Slander. What? ABC has pulled the um, Backstreet Boys Christmas special, which I was really I looking forward to. I'm sorry for you. This is more about also, me. Very, yeah. Let's yeah, make it about you. <laughs> this story is awful. It's awful, but also. I see it from both sides mm. because when his brother was alive, he was saying that Nick would sexually assault him. So that was the thing. And everyone was just like, oh, he's crazy, whatever, really? whatever, whatever. I don't yeah. know this. Yeah. And so <gasps> that one just kind of like swept under the bus. Oh my God. But now Nick is saying, oh, no, she has a history of mental illness. She's done this before. She's tried many, many years before this, and now she's coming back after the weird enough timing of his brother being dead, you know? Yeah. And everyone's kind of, like, rallying around him. They are rallying around him? Well, I think so. I think the band members are kind of rallying <laughs> around him. They, they just kind of pulled the, the, the special, which I thought was kind of, John and I were talking about it. We were like, why do they just pull it? Like, let it air. No, because but then now they're saying a lot of other women are coming forward. You can't fuck around with rape allegations. You gotta like really try to research the shit out of them. And you, I mean, you can't. And you can't like have someone. I mean, they would make that money. Like you can't pay. You I can't guess. Pay, you know what I mean? Like in the era of Me Too, you gotta yeah. like you gotta take that shit really seriously and yeah. see it through. They're just the kind end. of like. Well, so now you more know, women like, are coming forward, and oh no, yeah, I know. So bad. I'm just really hoping not everybody oh comes my, forward. Did you set this whole thing I up? I did to not do that? at all. It just happens. You brought me here under <laughs> false pretenses. Hit it! I just start dancing. I'm like, I got you here. Do remember? It. Oh. I do remember. <laughs> oh well, Allison, thank you so much. I love to ending on a uh, Backstreet Boy rape accusation, um, but uh, it's been so wonderful having you here. Where can people follow you? What can we see from you in the future? What's going on? All of that. Um, you can follow me. I mean, I'm still on Twitter, but are we any of us on Twitter? I don't know. I check it every now and then to yeah, see if there's an earthquake. But I'm not tweeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we'll know. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm Allison Tillman on Instagram. I also am part of an advocacy group called Room Tone. What's that? How do you spell it? Room Tone. Okay. Um, but the the um, the Instagram handle is We Are Room Tone. So if you could go follow us, yeah. we're doing adv advocacy work in the entertainment industry, and we are a baby advocacy group, and so we need followers. Yeah. So come find us on Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's me and my and my current cause. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. And anything we can see or look forward to in the future? Um, I, uh, oh, can I say that I did that? Gaslit. Well, yeah, Gaslit is, you should, everyone, not enough people are watching Stars. Stars has fucking great programming, including Gaslit, which Julia yeah. was just nominated. Um, 
and I thought was a great show. So go watch Stars if you if you I mean, go watch Gaslit on Stars if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I've been doing a lot of my own projects this year. So like I don't know when I finish my short, I'll put it online or something and let people know. Yeah, that's <laughs> but right where it's now. At. I'm still having something in post production on that. So. Yeah. No, I get it. Well, I love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love you too. Happy holidays. And we'll see you next time on Just Same with Justin Martindale. Bye. Bye.